0: It's your girl, Oatmeal Brown, and you already know it's going down on Out the Box. Hey, thank you for tuning in to yet another very special an enlightening podcast. Today's topic is going to be off the chain like it always is. And I got a very, very special guest in the building as I always do. Well, most of the time when I'm not doing it myself, but yeah, I'm on I'm own special guest again. So yeah, yeah. Very special guest by the name of Marcus Tillman. It's my boy Marcus in the building. He is a man of God for sure always got that good word for you he's also an actor you might have seen him in a couple of commercials or a movie or something or two former police officer got that law enforcement going on a stock model a father of two and a technician and money much much more marcus welcome hey thank you very much for having me today that's what that's all you got yeah that's that's (laughs) that's, that's it that is that is it (laughs) That's it. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Made no, a few I words. Yes. Okay. What's going on? Oh, no.
1: You know, I'm just enjoying this beautiful weather we're having out here. Oh. I wasn't expecting today. It's
0: awesome outside. It is. It is. It's definitely nice. And, you know, you almost want to have on, I don't, shorts and, and sandals. Yeah. But I'm, I am still have on my uh, wintery look, yeah. you know, for the most part.
1: See, the thing about it is, it's beautiful today because I had to work. Okay. But when I'm off work, it's going to be snowing again. It's going to be snowing yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be snowing. <laughs> Me and my flip-flops in the snow.
0: Right. Chilling for real. Chilling for real. But I don't know if it's time yet for us to, like, get used to this. I think we might have some cold spells, a couple yeah. of cold days coming oh, you in. You know it's coming. yo oh, yeah. Bipolar definitely. Texas. Bipolar it is, for sure. So, Marcus. Yes, ma'am. Are you ready to discuss... Our topic for today?
1: I, I think I am.
0: I've, I've got some stuff to say. You got some stuff to say? I, I've
1: got some stuff to say.
0: I, I got some stuff to say, too. Okay. So let's get on into it. Let's do it. Today's topic is our plan versus God's plan. Uh, Ooh, woo. Woo. Knots on the head right there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. OMG.
1: Yeah. It's bad. It is, mm. It's bad. Yes. Yeah, and good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good when you do it the right way. Yes, yes. Which is often not the way we want to do it.
0: This is true. Yeah. But, mm. This is true. But I mean, sometimes we don't even know mm. what it may be that we need to be doing in our season. Yeah. You have to wait. Yes.
1: Use discernment. Listen. Um, and God will send people. Mm -hmm. wise counsel not just flaky people but he'll send some firm structured people that you've seen like a pattern with like okay this man or this woman is listening to god i look at their lives and see that you know the structure is there yeah because you know we are creatures of comfort you know we like you know if you grew up with somebody or your family or whatever they have a bit of influence over your decision-making because Mm -hmm. you feel an obligation to them because you have that history with them. And it's not always the best thing to do. Correct.
0: So, But we learn these things Mm -hmm. over time. Yes. You know, it takes time. It takes bumping our heads. It takes experiences. It takes uncomfortable experiences Mm -hmm. um, to really identify or even come to a, a point where you like God what do you have for my life yeah. and whatever it is I'm going to do it yes but it definitely could sometimes be a rocky path for us right yes so uh let's get into that how how do we how do we identify how do you think you identify what God's plan is for your life?
1: Well, for me personally, I have to go back to scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, there's never been anything that's happened in my life that if I went by what scripture said, that it didn't work out to my benefit. Okay. Um, and it took me a long time to realize that I needed to do that. I almost, I'll say about 33 years before I realized it. Um, and God had to get my attention mm-hmm. um, I was actually a working here as a police officer in Texas mm-hmm. and got in a really bad traffic accident one night okay. uh, when I first got here and that ended my law enforcement career but um, it started me searching mm-hmm. for God to know him myself because I had just moved to Texas I didn't know anyone and now I'm um, I can barely move. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, he had to humble me. Okay. Because um, I moved here, I'm like, oh my goodness, I have this job now. I'm making twice as much as I was making as a police officer in Louisiana. And I had just gone through another police academy, all in shape, six pack, just handsome, and had a brand new you know, sports car. I'm like, oh yeah, this is it. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, okay. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, God opened the door for me to get this job and come out here so I can just be balling out of control. <laughs> God used that job because he knew that that was going to be the thing that he needed to lure me away from my comfort zone to get me where he needed me to be to work on me. Okay. So when I fell, when the accident happened, I didn't have anybody to turn to, no friends, no family. It's just me mm-hmm. and him. And it was almost like I could see him sitting on his throne and me on my hands and knees like reaching around just trying to figure out where to go and he's like hey i'm right here Mm -hmm. so whenever you get ready i'm right here and um yeah that's basically how it started off for me
0: okay and so (laughs) and so it's it's a a twisty path would you say and um on this path of our plan versus god's plan have you had more experiences where um, you thought you were on the right path <laughs> um. and you weren't? Or maybe you veered off? Because I know I've, I have, I definitely have gone down the right path, but then made a left and went in a different direction because mm-hmm. I was seeking comfort. Yeah. Yes. My own comfort, um, thinking that it was, you know, okay. Time is ticking. It's we're down to the wire. Let me make a decision because yeah, he's not moving fast enough. Right. Let me make a decision for my comfort, and then it's a disastrous situation. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's funny because I think we have this
1: mindset of okay God's going to make everything okay mm-hmm. so no matter what decision we make he's going to fix it later on mm-hmm. and not require us to do anything He he's going to take care of it I know he planned for me to go this left but I went right so he's going to fix everything up ahead so where everything that was over to the left is going to move over to the right and I'm going to still get it that's not the case and I think a lot of times we are too proud to humble ourselves and say hey you know what God you were right I was wrong and to go back to the last spot that you were in line with what he wanted you to do Mm -hmm. and try to correct by going the other way Um, yeah so sometimes you gotta do that a lot of people don't wanna do it they wanna keep going and they think okay well God's gonna work this out but what a lot of people don't I don't think a lot of people give the adversary enough credit for actually being a real threat because if you're going down the wrong path and something may pop up that seems like a blessing right down there, it's like, oh, okay, well, God's working this out. Right. That could be just another snare of the adversary to keep you further going down that path mm-hmm. rather than going back. Because we just want to, you know, comfort. Like, right. oh, that's, oh, that's good enough. Oh, that's cool right there. And jump on it and it's like, okay, you're getting further and further away from where I want you to be. Right. Because you haven't consulted me at all, you're not praying, you're not reading my word, you're not like you're all about you. You want what you want,
0: right? You know, so, and that's I think that uh, quite a few people can get wrapped up in wanting what they want and um, reading the word, going to church, and nothing is sinking in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nothing is sinking in. Like, no, not me. Like, God's not going to allow me to go through this and that. Oh, no. He's going to bless me. Wait, that, w- that was me.
1: That, that, I mean, <laughs> you know what? I, I mean, I can just be, I can talk about this, right? Yes, yeah, sure. So, um, back in uh, 2015, I was walking with the Lord really closely. Everything Mm -hmm. like everything was just awesome. Life was great. Lost weight. Nice job. You know, I'm being humble. I'm serving at the church. I'm doing outreach and volunteering. like everything I can do. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't about me. It was about other people. Mm -hmm. And, um, I ended up meeting this young lady that I had been, you know, we had been conversing on social media for a, a couple of years, like a couple of years, just, you know, and, um, ended up marrying this young lady okay and um, before I got married I uh, talked to my pastor and he said I don't think you should marry her. Mm-hmm. and something in me was like wait a minute I shouldn't marry her and he's like yeah I just don't think you should marry her you know we know you we don't really know her we just think you should give her some more time so we can get to know her and we lived in different cities, so we had tried to arrange counseling and it never lined up. And I should have took that as a red flag, but I didn't. And uh, we went ahead and got married mm-hmm. and um, I'll never forget the week of the wedding after the pastor said he wasn't going to do it. We didn't have anything. We didn't have a pastor. We didn't have a venue. We didn't have anything. Right. And um, her job was in Austin. And they were not going to allow her to transfer until the next year up here so I just told her look go to your job tell your supervisor I'm getting married this weekend my husband lives in Dallas I'm moving to Dallas that's it and just trust God's going to take care of it. she went to work told the supervisor exactly what I said to tell her Tuesday morning when she got to work they asked her what day do you need to transfer mm-hmm. like they they just approved it just like that okay and um all that week I was kind of stressing because I didn't know how everything was gonna work out. And like Wednesday I stopped. I'm like, okay, I just prayed, like, my Lord, I just need you to help me with this because I don't know how this is gonna work. We don't have a pastor, we don't have anything. And w- between Wednesday and Sunday, I got a pastor, had a venue, had a reception plan, wedding cake, musicians, photographer, everything. And I'm working. Mm-hmm. I did all the plans, like everything. And um, I just remember telling her after the wedding, like, look, as long as we stay in line with what God wants us to do, He's going to continue to bless us. Like how everything just fell into place. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess there were there was the, there were these distractions because she was still stuck on home, and rather than having the people around her build her up and you know speak life into the marriage, they were, oh, why did you leave? oh well why didn't he move here Mm -hmm. oh well you know we're gonna miss you and these are the same they were living their own lives doing their own thing and um while she was there by herself so but um things started to fall apart Mm -hmm. because we were like we were supposed to go and serve together in the church she's leaving for the weekend and i get to church by myself where's your wife yeah she's you know she but um yeah So, it just got progressively worse, and then I came home one day and found out that she was planning on moving back, Mm -hmm. and she left a couple of weeks later, and a month after that, I left everything that I had here, packed up, moved down there, and got there and found out she didn't even want me to come, and I'm like, yeah, so I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. So, um, stayed for a year, got really fat, um health got real bad depression suicidal everything wow and i just i remember one night when i was sitting up and i was praying in the bed crying Lord, i don't know what to do mm-hmm. and i remember my pastor told me if you ever feel like you're far away from god and you can't hear him anymore go back to the last it was that you heard his voice and that's when i made up my mind that i was going to come back to dallas and um I kind of got confirmation for that. I was down there in church and um, my cousin Woody showed up just out of the blue. He was down there with his daughter. Mm-hmm. And um, you when know, I saw him, and it was just like a ray of hope because I see a familiar face and somebody that actually cares about me. And, you know, he's like, you know, is everything okay? And I was telling him about it. he was like, look, you know what you need to do. You know you need to do you know? So um, I made up my mind to come back here, left everything there, moved back into the same apartment complex, I lived in when I first met her. Okay. uh, It's been run down since then. Mm -hmm. I even had rats in my apartment. And I was sleeping on the floor Mm -hmm. for a couple of months. But, you know, I was determined that I was going to get, you know, me and God were going to do this thing. Right. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I know that you can do anything, but I know that she has free will. And I want to do what you want me to do. Mm
0: Mm-hmm
1: whether that's with or without her. Mm-hmm. I just want to... I'm Like, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for not listening. I'm sorry for turning my back on you to go after what I wanted because this is what I wanted. Right. I wanted to be a husband more than anything else in this world. Mm-hmm. So, when I saw something that looked like... I'm like, okay, all right. Like I said, the adversary will throw these... Throw this little bait out there to see if you're going to bite. Right. And um, I guess I got kind of frustrated waiting because... I couldn't, like, I couldn't even get a date here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And she was willing to drive from Austin. I'm like, oh,
0: okay, this has got to be it. Look at the effort. I could have hit you up. But go ahead. I'm yeah. just playing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm serious. Like, I know a lot of nice women, you know, nice ones. Like, go ahead. Oh,
1: my bad. <laughs> so, you know, and, um, but yeah, that's what happened in um, um, last, I guess, last April. Uh, I got hurt at work here, mm-hmm. and I uh, got fiberglass in my eyes I couldn't see, and the doctors were afraid that I might lose sight in one of my eyes. So um, I called her when I was on my way to the ER, told her what was happening. She got off the phone with me to talk to her daughter. I called her back later on and uh, told her, you know, you know, they're going to do some more tests tomorrow. I asked if she can come down for the weekend because I was scared because I still couldn't really see. Mm-hmm. I'm not coming out there. It's like, you know, I, I need you. I'm like, this is bad. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't feel like driving. My son's coming home this weekend. And I, like, my mind is just blown. Like, Ugh. so it was um, a couple of weeks after that, we just stopped talking because every time I called, she was busy and it was an inconvenience for me to call mm-hmm. because she was with her people. Now it's like, well, whenever you feel like talking, just give me a call so what I did was I got back in the gym here and I started working out real hard. And I was actually doing it for her. I'm like, okay, I'm going to win my wife back. I go to the gym six weeks, uh, six days a week. Lost 30 pounds real quick. Like, it happened so fast, I didn't even realize, like, man, I lost 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I moved from the Rat Motel to a nicer place, a nicer area here. A place I always wanted to live. I always wanted to live in Los Angeles. And everything's getting good. Credit score is going up. And I'm just like, man, she's going to be blown away. Next time I talk to her, yeah, this is not going to work. Um, yeah, so I think we should just go, should go our separate ways. No matter what I tried to do, it wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to change. My mind. Mm-hmm. And people were telling me this, godly people were telling me this, like, look, take your hands off of it and just let if if God's saying that this is it don't try to fight for it if he's saying let it go and I thought about in um, in Genesis when Lot was leaving um, Sodom and Gomorrah and his wife was with him and they were instructed not to look back Mm -hmm. and she insisted on looking back because that's what she was familiar with and she wanted to go back so bad so she turned around and looked back and that was basically what my wife did she looked back to all the stuff that was familiar to her and you know and i was wrong because i went down there when i should have stayed here but i had some bad counsel also Mm -hmm. i know they had good intentions because they wanted to see it stay together but you know you should go when i clearly heard the lord tell me stay here right but I didn't listen to that. Like he told me directly, stay here. Even though I'm in pain, I'm crying and everything. Stay here. Had a promotion lined up for me on, a, on my job that I just started. I'm like two and a half months in, and I have a promotion right in front of me already. Haven't even finished my probation yet. Walked away from it. And
0: uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's definitely you know in you know you you condensed it down. Of course. But you can definitely see, especially when you're someone that is uh, very spiritually knowledgeable of making your own choices versus God giving you signs over and over and over again. Yes. And chasing after what you want versus what he has for you and, and really focusing on Yourself, not in a selfish way, but in a spiritual way, in a in a way that's going to make you a better person. Because as you're a better person for God, then you're a better person for everything that's going on around you. Yes, and uh, it's just it is an am- it's amazing. It's amazing, not just for you, just for me, and anybody that goes through something where you're you're determined to have it, or you're determined to do something the way you want to do it. And when you, even though the red flags, the flashing lights, Mm -hmm. all this is happening, but you still may push anyway. You know? And sometimes you can get, people get stuck in those modes for life sometimes. Oh, I know, I know God's going to do it for me. He's going to come through He's going to come through. Yes, and they'll still stay in a horrible marriage or they'll stay in a, a state or a city or on a job or or in a career that is not for them. It may have just been, been temporary. Yes. Now, it's okay to have many arms. You know, you can be an entrepreneur, you can go to work, do this, do that, but you have to allow God to to guide your steps. And also, okay, he's not going to bless something that you not supposed to be doing (laughs) you know what i mean so when people say faith without works is dead it is but you need to be sure you're doing the right thing Mm -hmm. and asking god that god am i supposed to be doing this not when you're just in total shambles yeah (laughs) everything's falling down the whole house is on fire (laughs) lord Help me. Okay, get me out of this.
1: Can we fix this? No, we can't fix it. You're not even supposed to be. You were not, never supposed to be in this house right, in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is. You know, it is so funny because we have that mindset of we are so selfish. Most of the time, we don't even talk to God until we need something. Mm-hmm. Like we won't. him to bless us with something. Or we've gotten in so much trouble that you know it was like oh lord only, only God can save me mm-hmm. and then a lot of times people because I'm guilty of this too when I was young I'm thinking okay I did something I wasn't supposed to do I'm gonna repent of it and I'm, it's gonna be fixed well spiritually yeah you're forgiven but there's still physical ramifications for it mm-hmm. prime example I have two daughters I was not married when I had my daughters were conceived so yeah I could go out and you know, say Lord, I'm sorry, forgive me for uh, fornicating, but the consequences are still there. Those babies were still coming. That is right. it like it's still <laughs> gonna be there. You know, you can't go right. out and rob a store and be like, "Oh Lord, forgive me, please." And, and the judge be like, "Oh, you know what? You're not going to jail." You no, no, brother, you. And oh my God, people are just oh my goodness. I can talk about. Well, you
0: know, it's... No, seriously, you know, that's what we're here for. We're here to have this discussion to help enlighten, you know, it's healing. It's... People can relate to it. Um, Stuff like this, you know, topics like this, we need to talk about because... On the on the surface, like you guys, you got surface people, and then you have people that are true and honest, like we are. You know, because everybody was like, "Oh, I'm a child of God. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> blessings, Pros- of of <laughs> prosperity, <laughs> and that's all it's about." And it's like, uh-huh. y'all, come on now, y'all know that's not just it y'all skipping over all the other verses in the Bible and yes we do know that there are some books missing now everybody is not stuck in 1980 when you saw the the white man that was supposed to be Jesus in the mm-hmm. Sunday school book no we know <laughs> yeah. that, that there was a lot of manipulation going on yeah. just like it is in the world today we see that live at 5 every time we turn on the TV yes Yes. You know, but you have to have some, a spirit of discernment, and also, you know, be, be spiritually fed on God's word and the truth, because He gave us the roadmap. He gave us the roadmap. Can I, can I say something? Sure. Um,
1: Jesus was brown. That's it. That's all I want to say. Okay, you keep going. I'm sorry. Right? You know <laughs> that you
0: you can see the contradictions of what man has tried to brainwash into the world. Versus what the word actually states. Yeah, it's it's, um,
1: it's all like a form of manipulation for power. Right. Um, the sister asked me this question yesterday about, she was talking about the tithe, And she told me how when she first started going to church, she felt so guilty because she felt like she had to give 10%. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, do you have a really good, Do you have an understanding of what the tithe is for. Mm-hmm. And I broke it down to him like, okay, well, the tithe was for the Levitical priesthood of Israel in that time because with the 12 tribes of Israel, Levi didn't get an inheritance of land. So he got a tithe from all the other 11 tribes, well, his descendants did. Mm-hmm. And it was only for Levitical priests, which we don't have any of right now. Mm-hmm. So for any pastor to say something about a tithe, brother you are spiritually incorrect because they will go to Malachi and they will say well man Rob God <laughs> that scripture was directed towards the priest mm-hmm. it wasn't for the people that was for you. Mm-hmm. If you if you're you know I'm not gonna go there I'm not gonna go there but they guilt people into that and uh, it's not right it is, it is not right and whenever you point it out to somebody in that position you know they're like, oh, you know it's, it's, it's translations and up brother come on brother just english brother it pretty much says the same thing Mm -hmm. i'm sorry i'm not gonna go there i'm not gonna go there all right
0: well no i'm just saying like you know you have to study the word for yourself Mm -hmm. and even there there's classes that'll that'll teach you the bible the The whole bible mm -hmm. even the what's missing you 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 can be taught Mm -hmm. but the thing is what do they say if you want to if you want us not to know something put Put it in in the the book book. (laughs) yeah Yeah. put it in the book because we're not gonna open it up you know and then what the masses what do the masses do they're sheep they follow Follow each other and then but then there's that 10% we're part of that 10% and they look at us crazy because we don't follow the crowd Mm. no because I see that the crowd is walking towards destruction right like dude now um, that doesn't that doesn't we're not we're not perfect we're definitely imperfect mm. yeah but if you look at, you know, the examples of those in the Bible, they were imperfect. Yeah. You know, you drunks, you know, the murderers. Thieves. It, was, it was it was bad. But, right. It was bad. adultery, Betrayal. It was,
1: yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah,
0: you know, and because God uses less than imperfect people, so come on now. Well, what are we missing? When we what what are we missing? And we're not saying that you're supposed to go run rampant, being bad and and just doing whatever you want to do, but he wants you to know that you need
1: him. See, there's this image when you go you go to a church on Sunday mm-hmm. and you walk up, and everybody's all smiling and hey, how you doing, brother? How you doing, sister? It would shock folks so much when me and my wife would walk up. Hey, how y'all doing? I'm like, well, we just finished arguing in the car because they not, they're not ready for that. And she's right, like, right, right. I'm like, why are you gonna fake it? Because mm-hmm. you need to be open. If there's an issue, you need to be open. You can't heal something that you won't reveal. You right. Know? So I want to go around. If I'm around the people who I'm who are supposed to be praying for my marriage, mm-hmm. I want them to know what I need prayer for. Right. You know. But everybody wants to put on this on the Jesus face and hey, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, I, I can't. I mean. To each his own. Mm -hmm. I just don't like faith. That's just me. Because if I have an issue, I want to resolve the issue. I want to talk it out. And I actually want want brothers to come around me and we can sit together and pray about it and talk about it and just build each other up. Mm -hmm. But we don't have that now because everybody's, you know, people don't want to talk about what's going on in their houses. And that's cool. If you don't want to talk about it, I'm open. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to talk to me about something. And you say, hey, it's between us, it's between us. And we can sit up can talk about it, pray about it. If you need something, call me. At two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. If you're going through something, you're depressed, call me. And, you know, unfortunately, I haven't had that reciprocated to me. So mm-hmm. I had to deal with a lot of stuff in my life. But it's cool. But, um, yeah, I think that if the leaders at the churches were, you know, more transparent, because when you see them, you see them as being... Perfect, because you don't see any of the flaws, Mm -hmm. and seldom will they ever stand up and talk openly about what they may be going through at that time, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and um, they'll kind of isolate themselves from the general population. You know, they'll have like a certain people that they will kind of click up with, which is, you know, so you don't really have a real opportunity to have a personal relationship because the churches here are like big, so. It's kind of hard to get, you know, close, but, you know, so you see this perfect image of this person and then you're going home, your life is in shambles, but everybody else in the church is smiling. So you go in with the smiling face on too. Meanwhile, you're battling depression, but nobody knows about it because you won't, you don't feel comfortable talking about it because nobody else is talking about it. You know, as a leader, I think it would make um, a bigger impact if you were to go up and just open, just open up and be vulnerable, you know, and let so people can see, okay, he's a regular person. He's dealing with the same stuff I'm dealing with, you know, and then that would open up dialect between just members because like, hey, you heard what Pastor talked about? Yeah, man, I've been dealing with that too. For real? Yeah, me too. And, you know, now you can help each other, you know, iron sharpens iron. But if everybody's like, oh, I'm
0: fine. I think it depends on what uh, well I know it depends on what church you go to because I know the church I've I've visited several churches and I've seen and I've witnessed certain things and then I've become a member of different churches and I can say that the ones that uh, I went to and I'm a member of there was some transparency there there's different groups and outlets because you know there's a time and place for everything yeah And so, you know, even the pastor, like, I'm a member of Friendship West. Now, people say all types of stuff about any and everybody. But I can say that he's transparent. He's for the people. He's for the community. You know what I mean? Like, I know this. I don't like anybody saying anything bad about him because I know different because I go and I'm present. But I also have heard him be transparent about himself he listens to rap because he likes it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, even in some of his sermons, he may use certain things as analogies, you know, when he's preaching and teaching. But he he addresses the entire Bible. Yeah. You know good. what I mean? The yeah. entire Bible. So, you just have to find that place and then also have an understanding that the church is like it's a hospital so it's about finding the right one for you you know getting involved and in serving but not serving so much where you don't have a life because some people just stay in that church constantly you know but you got to be able to live your life well, yeah, I know, <laughs> like,
1: with me, when I first started serving, like, I went hard. I was mm-hmm. I was at the church maybe five or six days a week. And uh, because at the time I was, after my accident, I was, like, not able to work mm-hmm. for three years. So I had nothing but free time. Right. And I feel like that was God giving me an opportunity to start to get to know him, mm-hmm. uh, to start being more selfless and less selfish because I was... You know, I had never really... I mean, I was a police officer. and To me, it was like, okay, I'm putting my life on the line for strangers, which Mm -hmm. I didn't have a problem with that. I felt like that was noble of me to do. And I wouldn't mind going out and laying my life down for somebody I didn't know because I've always been like that. Okay. But I still had a lot of selfishness in me that I didn't realize until after, you know, the accident happened and I was able to sit back and just look and like, okay... Yeah, that's, man, man, you're horrible, <laughs> golly. And, um, yeah, so I, I mean, but I got fulfillment in doing that because I was able to help other people out. And then when it stopped being about me, and started being more about them. I, I still had the desire to have a wife, but my desire was to have my wife come beside me and serve with me and, mm-hmm. you know, reach out to people. And just let us our marriage be a reflection of God's love that people can look at and say hey you know what that is awesome I I even had a brother come up to me and he had been dating this girl off and on and he broke her heart and everything and he came back up to the church and after I got married he was like man you know you really inspired me man I want to do right by her and the pastors didn't want him dating this girl anymore because they know what he did Mm -hmm. but he 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 wanted, and they got married, and they have a beautiful baby right now. And it's like he's like, man, it's all you know. I saw you, and you did it, and I just want to do it like you did it because you inspired me. I'm like, oh man. And people would tell us that like, oh, your marriage just inspired us so much. And, like, I didn't even know we knew anything. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and even if even if that's all that came out of it was other people getting married and having great lives, mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Even if. Yeah, it hurt, but you know, something did come out of it good.
0: And I think that uh and I know, I know that God will use his chosen. And he's going to get some glory out <laughs> of your story. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? So even if it's for you to go through it and for him to keep rebuilding you. Yes. And I I don't even say not rebuild. But peel off these things that we, we acquire, that we put on, chipping them off to get back to who you are. (laughs) You know, I mean, really, really, I see that that's what it's about, you know, not just for you, but for me too. You know, chipping away these things that we acquire as we're moving along in life, but that core of us is still there you know not being distracted by the things that's going on around us or okay I want this bad so I'm gonna do what I wanna do and then I want God to bless that Yeah, you know that's the mindset and so you know I learned a long time ago but then I also you know do things and go through life and you know have my own points of hitting a brick wall and you know god surrendering to god and coming back to light it's like you might get some i don't know what it is it's like you, you get cloudy maybe your vision is cloudy because you become unplugged mm-hmm. but then when you're plugged you can see oh. That's what I was doing. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I made these bad choices. Now there are certain things that happen to us that are beyond our control. That's that. But then when you make the choice, you make the choice. That's yeah, all you. That's different. Right. You know, and so this is that's the difference between our plan in God's plan. Yes. God is always going to get the glory. Regardless. He can, Regardless. He can use whatever.
1: I'm Like, okay, whatever you give me, I'm going to make, it's going to work out for somebody. Mm-hmm. It may not be you, if you're going to keep being hard-headed, but something great is going to come out of
0: this. Right. You know, and I've learned to, uh, over the years, you know, it's not something that just happened right now or something that happened five years ago, but prior to that, just over the years, you know, when you look at something, is it, you know, uh, something evil all packaged up looking nice? You know what I mean? (laughs) And that's what you're supposed to choose, you know, because, hey, we know that we're deserving of the great things, Mm. right? Or what if something comes and... It doesn't look so shiny. Is that supposed to be bad or is that good? Because I think that God, you have to you have to build yourself for everything that you're going to receive and do. Mm-hmm. And just because you want something doesn't mean that you're ready for it.
1: You're absolutely
0: right. right. And and just because you want somebody to be where you are doesn't mean that they're yoked. With
1: you to be there. Yep. <laughs> yep. It, it, it will, you know, it's, you can make that decision, but it will cost you. It will, if you make that wrong decision, it will cost you. It will cost you. It can cost you everything. Uh, seriously. Um. You were talking about the thing that it's all shiny and everything, but it's evil. Mm-hmm. And, so I was reading earlier, uh, Jeremiah, like I like Old Testament stuff. hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this part, I think it's in Jeremiah 21, where God has already made a decision on Judah. You know, Babylon's coming, uh, Nebuchadnezzar's coming, and he's made a decision that is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So Jeremiah is to tell the people, hey, go into captivity, into Babylon, you know, build houses, have families, and do whatever. Or if you stay here and try to, you want to hold it down, here you're going to die. So either you stay here and die or go where you don't want to go and thrive. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, it's like, it may not look like what you want it to look like, but it still God's out to give you a blessing. Right. You know, and we have to learn that just because it doesn't look in the beginning like we want it to look because we want it to be perfect all the way through. From beginning right. to end, stress-free, smooth road, no, no ad- adversity at all. hmm no. The adversity comes up front to see how bad you really want it, if you really want it or not. Right. Because some people will just turn around and, like, this is too much. First day of the police academy in Baton Rouge, this had to be the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. You walk into this gym, and you think you're coming in there, and you're going to sit down, and everybody's hey, how you doing? I'm sergeant, Searching Searching. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You walk up in the parking lot, you hear screaming in the gym. All the windows are open up top. And you see all these police cars out there. And as you walk in the gym, officers are standing on the side of the doors in the hallway like, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. They just smiling. And you got your little bag and you walk in there and you see all these people with these little jumpsuits like you running around the gym and doing push-ups. All of a sudden, somebody comes in your face. What are you doing? Drop your bag. Run. <laughs> and I'm like, "Like it's like a shot." Mm-hmm. So they use that first day to weed out who really wants to be there. Mm-hmm. And I remember a couple of years after I was on the department, I went and I was there for the first day for an academy and they were running laps around the gym. And I saw this one trainee as he was coming around towards the door, he just sprinted straight out the door and never stopped. Like he just left. He, he just, just quit left. right there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think that's how God does sometimes. It's like, okay, do you, you know, you said you want this, so we're going to see. Right. You know, because if you if you don't have to work, if you get something you don't really work for, you're not going to value it as much as if you actually had to put something in on it. Like, if it, you know, so and in his wisdom, he does that. And that's awesome. Um, and I think we should be better judges of character like that, too, especially when it involves allowing someone to come into your life. Hey, hmm, let's not be so hasty about this. Let's let's. I've learned that lesson myself mm-hmm. so thank you God for helping
0: yeah, me out you know I, I always say this and I'm going to always say it when I have the opportunity to see it you have to be able to look to see past everything on the surface of someone and see their core you know desire to know what's there and you can tell by listening to them you know, what What are they interested in? What's... Are they interested in surface things? Is, does surface things make them? And I mean your job, your titles, you know, your cars, your houses, your material things, all these things. If that is all you talk about, mm-hmm. then that's what you're about. But where's if you you talk about your core not that you can't have those accessories i call them accessories you know i call sororities fraternities all that accessories for me that's an accessory you know a fancy card you know anything titles your mp3s your phds your one two threes that's what i say on your on your name those are all just accessories who are you without that? Can you stand with the orange and be like, you know, and, and have a good conversation, you know, have some godly wisdom. Can you talk? Who are you? Are you strong without that? Can you say that? Like naturally, you know, I'm a child of God first and foremost. Everything else doesn't matter, it's an accessory Yes. I love him, I love him more than anything that's when you know not because you heard somebody else say it yeah, it's gotta be in you it's gotta be in you that's how you know
1: yeah. It's. Um, <laughs> I think um, lately I've um, never had the conversation my, all my conversations lead to scripture mm-hmm. I don't know how it just segues over scripture and um, you know, I get some different responses. Some people are like, "Oh, you know, that book is not real," and blah blah blah. blah, blah. Okay. And why do you feel that way? Well, you know, it's you know, it's, it's white people use that for slavery. I'm like, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Have you ever read it? Have you Have you ever read it?
0: Well, they, that's what they they get focused on that part of the manipulation. Yeah. Yeah, they they tried to manipulate, but they also skipped over scriptures. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Where do you think they got the Bible from? And and where do you think they stole these things from Mm -hmm. to use it for power and greed over you? So, again, that's someone not looking at the bigger picture not digging you know and, and really researching
1: there's um, this this guy on uh, YouTube I started watching his videos um it's called truth unedited mm-hmm. awesome series I highly recommend everybody check it out um so he does like an animated series on the, on scripture and every Friday he posts a new video it's about maybe 25 to 35 minutes long each one of them. Put a lot of effort into him but he goes in depth with everything from genesis on to revelation how um catholicism got a hold to christianity and they perverted it and how all the like how everything ties in Mm -hmm. so all these world events and all these things that are going on everything ties into scripture and people try to separate the bible from life like Mm -hmm. okay you have the bible here and that's religion and then you have everything else and they read it like it's a storybook. Oh, well, that's a nice story. No, this no. Listen, <laughs> it's telling you what's right. going
0: on, why it's happening, and and people are just like, oh, la, la, like and they like, don't know the difference between religion and spirituality.
1: Yes, because you know they were like, oh, well, that's just man-made religion. I'm like, look, don't say. I don't even like the word religion. Right. I don't like because that's like kind of like a cult. Now I hear religion, like okay, that's a cult, it's cult, cult, because it's just honestly I would I would be fine just sitting with my Bible by myself me and God and that's it mm-hmm. like it's cool and honestly that I learned more about scripture like that than actually in church mm-hmm. because I'm going and I'm hearing sermons you know everything's like a feel good sermon and oh your blessings coming and everybody's you know and that's cool because I'm all for that I want to see people happy and blessed and everything but I want people to have a real relationship to where when things start going bad in their lives, rather than just breaking down and just want to give up, or, you know, just know that God's got you, that you have that open line of communication with him to where you can hear him in all things. So when the world is falling down around you, he's telling you, it's going to be okay. This is part of my plan, and you're going to be all right. You know, and um, so, and... For me, that's what I'm trying to get back to because I'm like I'm still bouncing back from everything that happened, but I'm doing pretty good and he has been blessing me a lot more than I know I deserve. Um, I, last night I was sleeping and I actually started praying while I was asleep and I heard myself and it hadn't happened in a long time and I, I woke up this morning just feeling great because like, I'm praying in my sleep and like, I heard him talking to me and it's mm-hmm. like oh man it's awesome and you can talk to some people like, about that and they're like okay this dude is crazy for real but you know but it's that's our relationship right he, he right. speaks to me you know in different ways he'll speak through people he'll speak through dreams and it was just awesome and I woke up today it's like oh man it's beautiful outside and life is awesome it is right. you it know is. there's so much beauty around us and we can focus on you know, the one little thing that's going wrong and just miss it. I, I um, My youngest daughter, I kind of painted this visual uh, mental picture for her. I said, I want you to imagine opening a door and on the other side of that door, there's a green pasture, there's flowers, blue skies, sun shining, it's about 72 degrees, deer, rabbits, everything is beautiful. And she, I said, can you see it? She's like, yeah. I said, now imagine that about four feet away from you, on the ground there's two big cow patties right there I said does that take away from the beauty of everything else around you she was like no I said well as people we get so focused on that one negative thing and all this beauty that we miss all of that because we're so focused on oh that's ruining the picture no it's it's fine because guess what it's fertilizing the ground Mm -hmm. something's going to spring up from under there maybe some more flowers we don't know don't look good now but in about six months, I don't know what's going to be right there. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure, definitely. It's just it's all in how you look at things, and you look at it according to what's in your your spirit, what's in your mind, what's in your heart. Yeah. Not to say that bad things don't happen, but if you're sometimes people create negativity yeah. in their mind. Well, yeah. but it could come from bad experiences, broken experiences, or how. They think something should be painted up. You know how they... The the saying is that... You know, people think that the devil comes with uh, horns. Mm -hmm. You know, looking... Horns and his tail. I see you over there. Yeah, that's how the devil shows up. No. He shows up as everything that you You want. want. Yep. He's... he's, (laughs) He'll send Delilah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He... Yeah, because he did send Delilah, but...
0: Okay. Yeah, shows up every everything that you want, that you think Mm -hmm. looks good. Oh yeah,
1: that's gotta be God. That's 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 God.
0: (laughs) God may be show up, you know, with sleep. She might have sleep in her eye. You know, she might not even be concerned about you talking to her. You know what I'm saying? Uh She just hey, doing her thing, doing her thing, just chilling. (laughs) You like? (laughs) Right. so it's just weird how people can say oh I know when it's God and when it's not if you're just saying it's God because he or she or whatever shows up in this nice package and you know you think that's it when they don't show up with a nice package you think it's empty No, that, that could be the pot full of gold right there but because you're looking at the surface and you're not plugged in then you don't know I've mm-hmm. had some, some people come with some amazing words they weren't prophets or you know false prophets they were just people that may say something to you the grocery store at the gym because sometimes beautiful spirits connect. Or God sends you somebody to brighten your day or smile. You know, if you're going to be a vessel for God, you're going to be a vessel. You're right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's it. You know, you'll never change from that. You know, we go through certain things in life, you know, the molding, the breaking, the shaping, because we're constantly evolving. And we're constantly growing spiritually. And we know without him we're nothing and we can't grow without him period (laughs) (laughs) you're absolutely right that's life you know in our plan and the plan can change God can change our plan even the plan he has so that's why it's always his plan and in certain seasons this may be what he has for us to do and then in the next season it's something else or you may continue to grow and evolve. But that tree is gonna grow arms and it's gonna produce
1: fruit. You know, the um, story about the prodigal son coming back. Uh, you know, he got his blessing and he went out and spent everything and was broke. And he came back and he's like, Oh, Father, you know, I know I, I did you wrong. I, you know, and he's repenting to his dad. Dad's not even listening. And, He just was like Happy to have his son back Mm -hmm. You know We're going to have A celebration Because my son Who was dead He's now alive You know He's back And One thing about God is When you humble yourself And You ask for forgiveness And you're sincere about it It's like He He will like Literally Just take you It's like okay We're going to start from here And move on forward You know And that It's just a beautiful thing And and I'm just glad for you know his grace and mercy and because I know I don't deserve it but I'm thankful for it and I uh, don't take it take it lightly you know? so I uh, just want to encourage everybody to uh, just turn turn your heart back to God and you know just humble yourself
0: right turn your heart back to God yep. surrender yes ask for forgiveness humble yourself yep. that's the key right there that's it Pray every day. Every pray day. when it's good, pray when it's bad. <laughs> I, I just asking for something, I just
1: say, hey, I just want to let you know I love you. Thank you. Love you. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Praise. I can't okay. wait to see you. <laughs> you don't have to rush it, but I, I, I can't wait to see you. We walk with him every day, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was an amazing discussion.
1: Yes. I feel good. You feel good? I feel great. I do too. No, i feel like i'm glowing right now i needed this you are
0: you, are glowing. you these, are glowing these
1: conversations always so when i have these conversations i feel stronger i don't have them enough mm-hmm. so i always look for people that I have these talks with to strengthen me spiritually so I to thank you very much for having me today.
0: You are so very welcome. Thank you for being a part of this podcast and coming on Out the Box with Oatmeal Brown. That's what it's about. It's no problem. And hopefully someone out there, you know, they'll be able to, you know, relate, receive a good word, receive some wisdom, receive some knowledge, and it be able to help them to evolve and grow spiritually in their walk in yeah. life. And, you know, can help them, Identify or help them get on God's plan for their life. That's what it's all about. Yes, ma'am. So I want to thank you once again for stopping in, stopping by, chopping it up with your girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And until next time, we're out. Peace out. Peace.